Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We talk about UX all the time. And this is exactly that. It's the user experience for the name. It's the user experience for the animation or the format, animation versus live. It's the user experience down to the QR code. Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. In this episode, Ronnie and I visit with Catherine Hill. Catherine is at Compliance at Ferguson. Enterprises, and she and Ronnie's team put together a very interesting branding program for a character called Do It Right Rick, and they use this character to communicate about compliance. Quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with Creativity in Compliance. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode with my co-host, Ronnie Feldman. Today, we're thrilled to welcome Catherine Hill. Catherine, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with Ronnie and I today. Oh, thank you for having me. Catherine, I was wondering if you could tell us what your position is at Ferguson, and then give us a little background to the Ferguson Compliance Program. Sure. I'm the Compliance Manager at Ferguson, so I oversee our Compliance Program, which is still in its infancy stages, I would say. We've only had an official Compliance Program and group since probably late 2019, early 2020. I joined the team myself in August of 2020, and we've been hard at work ever since trying to build up our compliance program. We've had a heavy focus around our training and really developing that, making sure that we can raise awareness with our associates around the various compliance topics that are of concern. We're a publicly listed company, so we've got lots of rules we need to follow and lots of things that we need to stay on top of so that we can maintain that that public listing. Ronnie? Yeah, so it's great. It's good to see you again, Catherine. One of the great things about the people I get to meet in this industry is usually the people who come to us are have self-selected that they want to do something fun and interesting, mm-hmm. Catherine being one of them. And and we, so we've shared lots of different ideas. We've met a bunch of times around the idea of let's try and make our training and comms more friendly and approachable. The thing that that uh, that you seem to be most excited about was you wanted to create a custom character mm-hmm. as the face yeah. of the program. So I thought maybe I'd just start off by asking you, tell us what drew you to that idea. And then as we talk about it, we'll elaborate on what, you know, what the character is and what, how we're using it and all that. But what sort of drew you to that idea? We wanted to brand our training. I put a friendly face on it, somebody that would be recognizable. Also to help it stand out from the crowd, we have 
over 30,000 employees at Ferguson. Most of them are field associates, so they do not work at our corporate office. They're working at our counters and our warehouses, distribution centers and showrooms. We have delivery drivers, so we really have a range of associates and skill types and levels within the organization. And for the bulk of the associates, anything that comes from the corporate office, it's just corporate. There's no distinction between legal and health and safety or human resources. It's all just corporate. So having the branding helps us stand out from the rest of the corporate training that, that gets pushed out, makes it a little more fun our associate. We've had a lot of positive feedback from that. We can also really customize that message and make it really what we want and make it be something that will resonate with our associates. So it's great. It's always interesting to delve into this. So we've talked about it, but I hadn't thought about it in a while. The fact that you have such a field, a big field force that's not always on a computer, mm-hmm. just having that recognizable image helps you stand out from the other departments, which which is pretty great. Branding is something that Tom and I have been talking about a lot over the six months or so as, as I think more about like how to make compliance more friendly and approachable. So this is a great example of that. So t- tell everybody, you're, I want to make sure I say this right, you're plumbing supplies. How would you describe <laughs> like your organization and what you do? And then we'll talk about the character that we came up with. Sure. I like to joke around and say we sell toilets because I feel like that's the thing that that people most commonly associate with Ferguson. But we are a wholesale company. Our largest customer base is made up of professional contractors. We do sell to the general pump through our showrooms, but that's not the largest part of our business. Again, it's more those those contractors. And we've got a wide variety of contractor types that we do business with, residential, commercial, the little mom and pop plumber all the way up to the big builders and hotel builders and different things like that. And as I mentioned, of those over 30,000 associates, most of them are in the field. Yep. So, you know, we've got about 2,000 to maybe 2,500 corporate, but the rest is out there and they're interfacing with our customer base on a daily basis. They're selling the products that allow your home to run, all the plumbing and the appliances, the things you need to cook and light your house. Let me, sorry to interrupt, but with that, with that as a backdrop, like what's, so we came up with this character, tell them the name uh-huh. of the character, and then we can talk, let's talk about how, how we came up with it. Yeah. So we have do it right, Rick. Uh, yes. So we have some nice alliteration right. going and we did some brainstorming. We talked about Ferguson's customer base, our associate, the different roles and, and things that this character would be presented to and landed on an HGTV type host. And he's just your working class guy and his blue polo shirt with the Ferguson logo and his safety glasses because safety is our number one priority. We've got a lot of warehouses and distribution centers, so we got to make sure that our associates are always doing the right thing there. And Rick really seems to resonate with them. It's really reflective of our associates, the customers that we have, uh, and really fits in with the type of products that we sell, I think. So uh, it works out really well. Thank you. This is a good contrast. A few episodes back, we talked with Yum Brands and they had a pizza slice and a hamburger and a taco, and they have their own sensibilities. And you all have an emerging compliance program Blue, blue collar sort of field force. or And so it made sense as we talked to come up with somebody that felt like them. And then, so we started 
we when we were re- googling all this stuff, we're rep- we're coming up with a lot of HGTV shows. I remember we haven't done this yet, but we talked about Intellectual Property Brothers, or <laughs> yeah, trying to come up with different show names that could somehow tie to these risk areas, and then have mm-hmm. this character speak to those things as one of them. Which I love that concept. You had a fairly, you and your team had a fairly strong preference for animation versus as your spokesperson, as opposed to an actor. And I'm just curious, remind me why that was. What were some of your thought process there? A few reasons. One, we just felt like it would give us some more flexibility in what we did if it was animated. And we wanted Rick to be just a guy that anybody could identify with. And we thought if it was live action, an actual real person, then some people might identify a little bit more with that real person than others would. Whereas if it was just this animated cartoon character, again, was just a guy. It takes the focus off of anything related to how he looks. And I think that makes it easier for our associates to to identify with Rick for his message to resonate because they're not focused on what he looks like or. Yep. And I, let me elaborate on that. He, the nice thing about animation from a production standpoint is he can pull a pipe out of his pocket. He can, mm-hmm. we can easily get this character to different locations and spaces. It gives you a little more flexibility. I love filming with, there's a, there's an advantage of using filming actors and we have these great mm-hmm. actors we can use, but animation does have advantages when you have a very global workforce because it allows you to cover more ground quickly it also gives you the freedom to pull an elephant out of the background you know, like you can do whatever you want real real quickly the let's talk about how you're how we're bring how we're using the character so you're i know you're putting that character on trainings and resources mm-hmm. and policy that we're not even part of making but then we're also creating these little 60 75 second policy reminders or mm-hmm. primers of so talk a little bit about that sure So what we're doing currently with our compliance training is micro learning, essentially, and none of it is required except for our code of conduct, which is required every year. That's a longer training that covers a variety of topics, but we like to revisit certain topics at different parts of the year to help raise awareness and to do a little bit of a deeper dive, still keeping it short, but still a little bit of a deeper dive than you might get in our code of conduct on those particular topics. And one, for instance, is privacy, which we've just rolled out. And we spend three months essentially focusing on one topic. We do something different each for that topic. So we've got three different components that make up our training, if you will, for the topics. We use the short videos as kind of policy primers with Rick to launch our topic. And so we make that available to all of our associates via our intranet and we email it out as well. And so it's a fun way for them to get the message, learn about the policy, get directed to some resources, that sort of thing. And then the next month, we actually roll out a training module. And we will use images of Rick in the module. So he'll be on the slide, maybe pointing at some text or waving and smiling. Or if it's something where we need to caution associates, like this would be bad kind of thing. Don't do this. He's got his little angry face and is like, no, don't, don't do that. So be careful, be careful. Yeah. We use different expressions just based on what we're trying to convey in, in that particular section of the training. 
And then we follow that up the third month of the quarter, we release a quiz on the topic and we take all the information that was presented in the video with Rick and then the training module and do 10 true false or multiple choice questions that we distribute to our associates online and they can take the quiz and they get entered to win. We have this points program within our company where we can reward associates for various reasons. They can redeem those points for various things. They could get a mug or a hat or depending on how many points you have, it goes up. It's something we use for service anniversaries as well for gifts. We give them points. They can win those points and perhaps redeem them for something of their choosing. And we put Rick at the top of the quiz, an image of him, and then anything that we communicate out in terms of email, on our intranet, anything like that has an image of Rick. We also have some of our locations have digital signage. So they have TVs that rotate through different messages. Now, currently our TVs can't play the Rick videos, but what we do is we put an image of Rick up on the screen with a little blurb and a QR code that they can scan with their phone or tablet and awesome. go watch the video. I love that. I love that. It's an idea that uh, it's been, I've been pitching around for a while, the idea of like, how do you reach a field force? And it's hard because mm-hmm. there's the QR code is an awesome idea. It's a great example of, of a way to provide a fun stimulus that encourages them to actively get it, to engage with it. And then it's a fun reward. There's a message in there, but we know Rick, like he's a spokesperson. He's a fun guy. Tom, any, what are some of your thoughts and reactions to, uh, to this character that Ferguson has created? Actually, I want to talk about the process from, this is the first time I've heard the process you guys used for Ferguson. And what I'm hearing throughout this description is it's all about the user experience. So my wife's a software guru, so we talk about UX all the time. If I can use that tech term. And this is exactly that. It's the user experience for the name. It's the user experience for the animation or the format, animation versus live. It's the user experience down to the QR code. And I know Ryan and I both talk about engagement a lot. And I've done some work in design thinking, which really focuses on user experience. And I'm not sure we talk enough about that in compliance, but that is exactly what I'm hearing you guys talking about. I really haven't heard so much about the specifics because I'm just marveling at this process you used where you've talked about a blue collar workforce and how do we speak to them not so much in the language they understand. You're not being patronizing about it at all, but it's in something that engages them. They enjoy that to do it right, Rick. It's it's about as good as the Maytag repairman. I just, the whole UX part of this is the fascinating part to me and the process you used. And it's almost like you started out, what does the government say we need to do? Not what is the message we're trying to communicate? It was, it's almost you started out with, how do we reach these guys and how do we speak to them in, in, in a way, in a format, in a language and with tools that not only can they understand, but they work with. And that's the QR code. I'm really just overawed by that part of your process. So can't wait to hear more. So why don't you keep going, Ronnie? So the, thanks, Tom. And I'm taking, saying thank you for the work that Catherine and her team are doing. The thing that I, there's a couple of things that I enjoy about this project. One is for those of you out there that, that, 
that are listening that are like, this is cool, but we can't afford to do stuff like this. This is not like an overlay. This isn't huge budgets. One of the things that, that Catherine and I, they were, we've got a level of trust where she's able to share. This is where we're headed and this is what we can contribute. So we're like rolling out a couple of Rick videos every few months so that we can spread those costs out. Once we've come up with the concept, now we know where we're going. Like for the big part was like, all right, what's this concept? How does it represent these people? How does it have empathy for these people? How do we talk like them? And now that we've got that rhythm, it's a matter of, okay, where are we going? We want to do something on privacy in three months. We want to do something on quality assurance. We want to do something on conflicts. We want to do something on gifts. And we're being very gentle with how to use that spend so that it, because they can't afford to make a thousand videos, which is why I love the idea of taking the image, that branded image, and putting it on other things to make it thematically connected. So I guess, I don't know, that was a monologue, but any thoughts or additions to that, Catherine? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I, we needed to get the most bang for our buck with our budget dollars that, that we had for this and doing the combination of the videos plus having those still images of Rick that we can put in lots of different places, lots of different formats has really helped us get a lot out of it, as well as that big piece of tying everything together. Over time, people are going to know if they see Rick, that's legal compliance. And it just really helps build that brand, build that relationship, that trust, that knowledge, all of those good things. And to Tom's point, that user experience was was, was really where we started with it. What What's going to resonate with the people that we're trying to reach, how can we engage with them? And then we'll worry about what the message is. We'll worry about the content when, once we figured out what's going to work to get with our audience. We might need a Rick to come and do some cleanup. I don't know which one of you guys, we had a little, it was like some crashing in the background. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me. My, my daughter is getting ice out of it. <laughs> I'll give you a hard time. We're, I guess we're, as we're wrapping up, one of the things that I like to, to that I, one of the reasons I love to have people like you on this show is that, there's a, I think just everybody wants to do something fun, but there's a lot of people who are nervous about it for a variety of reasons. They think their company's too conservative. They think they can't mm -hmm. afford it. They think that the issues are too serious. And one of the things that, that we're trying to say is, look, these are very, all the companies that are doing these fun, interesting things and having success have those same issues. They're just sort of real, recognizing that it's important to be interesting and fun and engaging even around these subjects. So... Do you have any, if you have any, do you have any advice or lessons learned for those who might be interested in this sort of thing, but haven't figured out how to take the first step? Sure. It, I would say to your point, Ferguson is a pretty conservative company and always has been. And this is not typical the type of training material or content that, that our associates are used to getting. So we really took a chance on it, but being in the training world for a long time prior to entering the compliance world, I knew that humor would go a long way towards engaging people and making the experience memorable. And I also knew you can be funny in an appropriate way so that we're not offending people or we're not being dismissive of a topic is a little weightier or anything like that. You can still be fun and engaging and you can just take baby steps 
with it. Try out a few simple things. Maybe it's just a fun little graphic or something like that. Test the water, see how it goes. Did a lot of gathering feedback, a lot of focus groups, maybe is a better way to put it. Within my organization, people in various areas. Whenever Ronnie would send me, okay, here's here's some ideas for how the character can look. What do you think? I didn't rely just on my opinion. I sent that out to a big group of people and solicited formal feedback. And when we were looking at some of the videos, like, hey, take a look at some of these and tell me what you think. Tone and content and humor. Would our associates hate this? Or do you think it would go over well? Just testing the waters with smaller groups first, I found to be very beneficial. And we have had an amazing, people are already like, oh, it's Rick. Hey, I love these Rick videos. And just tons of positive comments like that. I was actually looking earlier today on our privacy video and people saying that it was just a great way to get across important information. It made it memorable and made it easy to digest and understand. And lots of comments about the humor being just right, not so crazy that they lose any of the messaging, but it was fun to watch. It wasn't your standard Here's all your bullet points and dry tones and do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It was it was fun. And that's what we've wanted. It's something that people would remember and think was fun and would have a positive reaction to they see Rick. It's not this again. It's oh yeah, these are great. I like these. Let me go see what the latest is. Have that excitement for it versus the dread of, oh gosh, here's these compliance people again. Want me to do more training. This is awful. I hate these. That's not what we want. That's right. I think that's the best summary of I'm going to try and figure out how to make the next advertisement for my company is like, we're going to take you from the uh, to the. uh. (laughs) Hey, Tom, do you want to try and put a button on this as best you can as we wrap? Sure. Catherine, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode. But I was wondering before we leave, if anyone wanted more information on yourself, your program, or really the work you've done with Ronnie to create this fabulous character, Do It Right Rick, what would be the best place or best way for them to do? LinkedIn is good. I also don't have a problem being contacted by email. I'm not always the best at checking my LinkedIn, so email might actually be better, which is Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E dot Hill. H-I-L-L at Ferguson.com. Well, Catherine, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with myself and Ronnie. This has been great, and I know our audience will really appreciate you taking this time. So thanks again, Ronnie. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Catherine. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. This is Tom Fox again. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Creativity and Compliance. I've linked to lots of information on Ronnie and his company, Learnings and Entertainment, in the show notes. So if you'd like any more information on the topics of this podcast, please check out the links in the show note. Creativity and Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.